You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Here are your hosts, Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. Welcome to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is our Southern edition. We're here in Lexington, Kentucky. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Lexington, Kentucky. I love it when I come to a place and I find out that all the pictures that I saw of it, they weren't photoshopped. (laughs) The green rolling hills and the white fences here that go on and on and on and with horses running around in them. And how large. These properties are just huge, and you don't feel condensed at all. There's this gorgeous, everywhere we turn, rolling hills, exactly what you said, green. And they were not, those photos that you see of Lexington, they are not photoshopped. Nope. (laughs) And we are in the horse capital of the world. Yes. This is a place known for its horses, known for its horse racing, and so we're going to be telling you about some of the great places to go here to find out about horses. I mean, when you go to Paris, you're going to go to the Louvre, and you're going to go to the Eiffel Tower. Here you're going to go to Horse Farms and Keeneland. Uh-huh. And the Kentucky Horse Park. There's so much here. It's unbelievable to realize that this whole culture is tied into a few things. There's so much. We're going to do two episodes, as a matter of fact. Some of those things, of course, are the horses. Then the bourbon. It shouldn't go then. They're kind of hand in hand. We're here down in downtown Lexington, and I, I can't see past the sea of blue everywhere we go. People are so crazy for UK. It doesn't matter what form the hotel we're in, if we're walking downtown or even at Keeneland at the racetracks, UK is the place here. And we're not talking about the United Kingdom and, and Queen Elizabeth. We're talking about University of Kentucky. Any time of the year, UK is popular all year round, but I guess I would say particularly in the sport of basketball. Now, in football, they play in the SEC, and we're going to be talking about combining horse racing with going to a football game. But also in basketball, any of you who know anything about college basketball know that the Kentucky Wildcats are one of the premier programs over the course of college basketball history. People buy tickets months in advance just to go to the first practice of the year. We're not even talking about the game. Not a game. game. Not a game. A practice. The practice, and it's like you have to know somebody or, or just to get tickets to that. And Rupp Arena is the center of downtown. And, of course, you can't come to Kentucky without not only knowing about bourbon, but, of course, like us, drinking bourbon. We've had an amazing time. Again, we've had so much to do in this episode. We're actually going to kind of split them out. So we're going to have a whole separate episode on bourbon and food here in Lexington, which there's not a lack thereof. Speaking of the guide that we just got from somebody at the visitor center last night, Beyond Grits. There's many, many options here when you're in Lexington to eat. We've gone well beyond grits. Like we said, that will be a separate episode that we'll be focusing on bourbon and food. But today we're mainly going to be focusing on horses and the horse culture. We're going to have an interview with Amy Gregory at Keeneland Racetrack. We also are going to have an interview with a betologist. And one of you will probably think, what is a betologist? Well, actually, at Keeneland, they have these betologists who will actually teach you everything you need to know about betting, wagering, how to play at the track. It's great for those who feel a little intimidated or have never gone to the tracks before. It's a great way to learn about how, I mean, you kind of sit there in awe of all the things that are going on, but these guys and gals can really help you out. If you want to know about the history of horse racing and horses, not only here in Kentucky, but all around the world, a great place to go is Kentucky Horse Park, sort of the Hall of Fame of horses, you might say. We had a great time there. We will be interviewing Lisa Jackson from Kentucky Horse Park. 
We also, looking at this beautiful outdoor area, the rolling hills, it just kind of brings you back to a simple time in life. And literally, there's a place we found called Shaker Village, which literally does that. We're going to talk a little bit about that and how you can enjoy some time either a day or an overnight up at Shaker Village. We've got a lot to get to, but first we've got to get to hot topics. This one sort of has to do with from nine to five, but it's not what you're thinking about. Dolly Parton, working nine to five. This is more resting nine to five. Ah, there you go. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show here in Lexington. Check us out on TravelBrigade.com. Follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade or like us on Facebook. We'll be right back. What's not? What's trending? Next up, this week's picks for travel news and hot topics in travel. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host Jeff Griffin in the rolling, beautiful green hills of the bluegrass in a place called Lexington, Kentucky. I don't know why that just comes out that way. It just does. Kentucky. We're talking about horses and the horse culture here in Lexington, but before we get to all of that, we first need to talk about hot topics in travel. Hot topics in travel. Jeff comes up with something that's new in the travel news that we can share with you. What do we have? Well, when I say nine to five, what do you think of? Um, Dolly Parton in the movie. Or having to work nine to five. No, I don't think of that. No, no, (laughs) do not. What if I told you that it was a place to sleep between nine and five? Sure. Hey, that sounds good to me. Now, we've all had that classic experience where you get into a place like you took a red eye, like say you're going over to Europe, Mm -hmm. you get in and you just want a place to sleep for a few hours. Yep. You don't want to wait till 3 o'clock to go check into a hotel, or maybe you want to just get some sleep and go. A new website called Between9and5.com, they specialize in that. That's actually a great idea. There are times that I actually look up individual hotel rooms to see who will do certain kinds of check-in and check-outs, and it's almost nearly impossible to find online. You have to usually call the hotel, which is just tedious and time-consuming. Yeah, and actually 9 to 5, this should actually be... 9 to 5 is catchy, but it's actually between 8 a.m. and 7 p.m. that you can get these rooms. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think people are going to go to a website called Between 7 and 9. Yeah. And they have between two and five-star hotels, so depending on your budget and what you're looking for. And then they've got partners in over 50 countries on five continents. And so if you're in that situation and you just want to find a place to crash for a few hours, this is a great option. It's between the word between and then the number 9 and then and and then the number 5.com. So you actually can book here online on the website and tell them what time you need to be there and what time. Oh, look, I'm looking at the website right now. There's an airport. You can put the city code or airport code and check in and check out. I'm going to give it a try. Maybe we'll talk about it. Great option if, if you're in that situation. We have a full show for you here in Lexington. We are here in Kentucky, of course. Kentucky is synonymous with horses. Lexington is just the horse capital of the world. There's everything you want to know or do about horses. The first interview we have today is with Keeneland. We're learning all about it ourselves. Keeneland is a racetrack and a very classic classy, beautiful racetrack where they hold races twice a year in October and April for a few weeks in both of those months. Other parts of the year, they do auctions there. But in October and April, if you're in Lexington, 
you are out at the track, and we had a fabulous time there. Coming up, we've got an interview with Amy Gregory at the Keeneland Track Kitchen. I've had a really amazing experience. You're actually sitting there at the track kitchen, and you're sitting there next to trainers and jockeys and everybody having, of course, you're in the South, sweet tea and grits, (laughs) biscuits and gravy for breakfast, but it's just really accessible. I guess that's one of the things that really surprised me about Keeneland. So we're going to learn all about Keeneland, about racing, about everything you need to know when you come here to Lexington and get to Keeneland. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Like us on Facebook, check us out at TravelBrigade.com or follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade. We'll be right back. Questions or comments for the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade. Welcome to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin, in Lexington. I just want to say Lexington because I'm in the South now. And we are here in the capital of the horse culture. Yes. And within that capital, there is a mecca spot called Keeneland Racetrack. As a matter of fact, we're here at the Keeneland Track Kitchen getting our biscuits and gravy. Biscuits and gravy and grits. And grits, that's right. Having a great southern breakfast, sitting around here with some of the riders of the horses. Horses are walking around. We're getting so excited. We're actually going to be spending the whole afternoon at the races. It's going to be an amazing day. I'm so excited. Wherever you live, there's a place where when people come to visit you, you take them there. Like when I lived in Los Angeles, we would take people to Venice Beach. The ghetto? (laughs) No, we would take people to Venice (laughs) Beach. Keeneland was voted the number one place you bring people from out of town if you live in Lexington. This is where you bring them to say, this is this is what we're all about. This is the horse culture. And I can see why. We've only been in town for one night. We came here first thing in the morning. And just to see this beautiful countryside, it's so gorgeous. And pulling up to Keeneland and seeing these, I mean, these horses are beautiful. Yes. Here to tell us more about it is Amy Gregory from Keeneland. Welcome to Amy. And tell us, this bluegrass we're seeing everywhere. It looks like something out of a painting. This just occurs naturally here. Central Kentucky, the area around Lexington is legendary for its bluegrass. If you drive in the mornings around some of the farm area, especially when there's a little dew on the grass, it really does cast a blue hue and it looks beautiful. And legend has it that one of the reasons that Central Kentucky is such a great place for raising horses is because of the bluegrass and because we have so much limestone around. And that limestone, the creeks that run through a lot of the farms, carry a lot of minerals from the limestone, and it helps build very strong bones in the horses and gives them a lot of durability. Tell us a little bit about why racing is so important here in the culture and just kind of, I mean, we're here in the middle of race time and it happens several times a year. The whole culture goes year round, but what is it? It's such a huge draw and the culture that is tied into Keeneland and the racing here. People who grow up in Kentucky and especially around the Lexington area grow up with horse racing and horses. It's just a part of your being from the time you are first a toddler all the way through your life. And for horse racing, especially for Keeneland, you grow up going to the races with your family and your friends. It's very much a way of life. And so it continues 
from the time you're very young until you go to college. We're very lucky. We have a lot of college kids from University of Kentucky and other regional colleges that come out, especially on the weekends, and they dress up. And they bring a real energy to our crowd, which uh, we just love. And then people come back. They bring their kids as they get older and establish families of their own. They bring their kids to the races. And then, as you said, we were recently voted among fans as the number one spot to bring your guests from out of town. So people bring their families and their friends that are visiting and share this experience with them. Keeneland and racing is just very special as far as we really, racing at its very, very best. And it's in an environment that is unlike anything in the world. It's almost like a park setting. So it's really, it's a combination of many elements that makes it so unique. You can come here at any time of the year and use this as a park and walk around and watch the horses train and different things. But there's two times of the year when you really want to be here. That's October and April. And in October, you even get to, if you're here on a lucky weekend, you get to tie it in with some SEC football, the number one football conference. And oh boy, does it kill me to say that being a USC fan. But I have to admit the SEC is the number one uh, football conference with the most passionate fans. And so you can even tie it into that on some weekends here. Tell us a little bit about the best times to be here. Keeneland has two race meets each year. We race essentially during the month of October and then again during the month of April. And during October, it's a great place to come when the weather's getting a little cooler and the leaves are changing and you can have a cup of burgoo and maybe some bread pudding with Maker's Mark bourbon sauce on it. But it's a great time to see horses that are prepping for the Breeders' Cup Championships, which are usually held in November. It's a great time to come and experience Keeneland. We call it the Keeneland Double, where a lot of folks come and when UK is playing their home football games. You can go to Keeneland in the afternoons and then go to the football games in the evening. Commonwealth Stadium, where we play football, is only 10 minutes from Keeneland, so it makes a great double for people who can enjoy a full day. Then in the spring, we race during the month of April. During that time, we have two races, one the Central Bank Ashland, which is for three-year-old fillies, and the Toyota Bluegrass, which is for three-year-old colts. Those are our signature races during the spring meet, and those are horses that are prepping in the Ashland for the Kentucky Oaks and then in the Bluegrass for the Kentucky Derby. So you'll see those horses racing at Churchill Downs in first weekend of May. Now this is the part that I'm actually really interested in because I got a tip about betting last night when I was on the uh, airplane. I was told go with the name or the guy with the white pants. So I'm wanting to know for a beginner at the tracks, we did take out a second loan on the house (laughs) in anticipating (laughs) that we will be able to make this trip last a lifetime. But tell me a little bit about betting, how it works, how people can learn when they come to the tracks and what they can do. Well, wagering, of course, is the most important aspect of racing. And you can either do as you say, you can pick your favorite name or your favorite silk colors and bet and win a lot of money that way. Or you can handicap the daily racing form and really try to figure it out like a pro. Either way, you can have a lot of fun. And Keeneland offers several different ways, if you're a novice better, to participate and learn about betting. We have 
just introduced this fall the Keeneland Race Day app, which you can download free from iTunes or Google Play, and it's available on any device. It will give you all the race day information, entries, results, scratches. It also has a betting calculator, so you can decide what type of bet you want to place, and it will calculate how much you need to pay to make that bet. It also has a betting tutorial called Betting or Handicapping 101, so it will give you some tips on getting started. We also have on track something that's kind of unique. We have folks who roam around the clubhouse and the grandstand that are called Betologists, and you can look for them. They have little straw fedoras and green vests on, and they have really big buttons that say, Ask Me About Bet. And you can go to them with any question, and they will be happy to help you. You can ask them about betting. You can ask them what horse they like, and they will tell you, but they'll explain to you why they chose that horse. So that helps you learn a little more about betting and not be quite so intimidated if you're just getting started. I bet there's some guys in Vegas wanting to be a betologist. I bet they didn't even know that was a profession. I think that's amazing. <laughs> See, I love situations where I can ask stupid questions without <laughs> without any fear of repercussion. Exactly. So I am I will be tracking down those people. We're going to be spending the rest of the day at the tracks, betting on horses, eating some good food. We're actually here again here at the Keeneland Track Kitchen. We've already had our first helping of grits, biscuits and gravy, iced tea, pretty much a great southern breakfast. Going just beyond the racing, what can you kind of expect from a day at the track? What should you wear? We've heard about people dressing up, wondering how dressed up can you get or should you get any foods or drinks you should try while you're here? Well, if you come out for a day at the races, you really want to get the entire Keeneland experience. Lots of our fans really dress up. They really make it a very social outing, which is a lot of fun. You can dress and be as casual as you like or you can really wear your finest and that's a lot of fun especially our young fans who come out from the colleges on the weekends they love to dress up in the spring in their sundresses and their suits and then in the fall with their boots it's one aspect that people really look forward to and if you come out food wise you definitely have to try the burgoo which is a very thick southern type stew, lots of great vegetables and meats, and it's very hearty, especially on really chilly days out here. And also our bread pudding, which is made with lots of luscious bread and butter, and it's all topped in a Maker's Mark bourbon sauce. So it's just rich and delicious and something that you won't find any other place but here. So one last question. People that want to find out more information about Keeneland, get tickets, find out about events or auctioneering or anything of interest, where can they get that information? Keeneland has a terrific website, www.keeneland.com. We have information on all the racing action. We hold four horse sales a year. Keeneland is the largest thoroughbred um, auction company in the world. You can find out about the auctions and the sales. We actually stream all of our races live on our website so you can watch the racing. We also stream our sales live so you won't miss any of the action on either the sale or racing front. And we will have a link to Keeneland.com on our website, TravelBrigade.com. Go there, click on the hot sheet for this episode. We'll have a link to there and all the other places we're talking about in this episode. We're going back for our second helping of grits and then off to the tracks for the rest of the day. You're listening to Travel Brigade. We're going to tell you about our outcomes for our betting in the next segment. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Check us out on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade or check out our website, TravelBrigade.com. We'll be right back. 
You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin. We are here at Keeneland Racetracks. You can hear the noise in the background. We are waiting for the first, I'm going to say it correctly, post for the first race. That's going to be happening just in a few minutes. And this is Jeff and I's first time here at the tracks. We're excited, but we're not exactly wagering experts. And when we went to the track kitchen and talked a little bit about Keeneland, we heard there's these things called bedologists. I know myself coming out here for the first time, a bit intimidated about what's an exacta, what's a trifecta, what's a show, all these well, different Jeff things. Well, Jeff is a show, but that's, <laughs> that's a whole, <laughs> whole other story. Thing. But it is a little bit intimidating, but they have made it so easy for you and so user-friendly because they have these people called the betologists. Yeah, there's a place here at Keeneland down on the main floor right uh, below the grandstand called Wagering Central. You'll see these really great guys and gals all dressed in green and wearing these great fedoras. And they have little signs on that say betologists, and they'll actually explain everything from top to bottom on how to come here and how to place a wager on one of the races. Today we have one of those betologists with us, Andrew Culver. He has earned the degree of betologist. Andrew, tell us what you do and how you help people and the types of things you explain to them. I just want to say one thing. Does KU have, is that a degree now? <laughs> it's, I think it's a PhD it's probably work, program. working on it, I would imagine. Andrew, tell us a little bit about the betology program and what you do to help people. Well, we are here. There's about 15 to 20 of us on any given race day, and we're basically here as a customer service program and a fan education program. Um, a lot of people come out to Keeneland just because it's a it's a great place to be. It's a lot of fun, but they don't necessarily know much about the horse racing side of it. So we're here to kind of introduce them to the horse racing side, answer any questions they might have. One of the biggest questions a lot of beginners have is just what kind of wagers can I make? Yeah, that's a good point because when we got here, I mean, I obviously know about a win, then there's a show and a place and exacta and all those. How do you how do you know what those are? Is there a guide to knowing what you want to bet? Um, we do have a little handy betting guide that we like to give to all our beginners that kind of lays out the types of wagers that are available, kind of the steps when you go up to the window to place a bet. There's a certain kind of order of things that you want to say. So that's in the little betting guide that's really handy. Kind of what I like to tell beginners, um, I like to introduce the basic win, place, and show bets. When you're betting to win, your horse has to win. If you bet a place, it has to finish in the top two. And if you bet a horse to show, it has to finish in the top three. Of those wagers, the show bet is the safest, but it also pays back the least amount. So I kind of like to introduce them to that. And then I kind of like to suggest playing a horse uh, across the board. And an across the board wager is to bet on a horse to win place and show. So it's a really great bet for beginners to kind of get their feet wet. They can pick a horse, bet it across the board. And as long as it finishes somewhere in the top three, they'll get rewarded with some kind of payout. So it's a nice morale booster if you're able to do that. So give us an example. I actually uh, want to place a bet here on horse number one, which is Boston proper, and I want him to place. So if I would go to the stand and want to make that bet, how would I make? How, how would I say that? You'd say I like to bet on Keeneland race number one, and I'd like to bet, let's say, two dollars to show on the one horse. And it's as simple as that. Is that going to make me some money? I like to think it would. I like Boston Proper's chance in this race. Um, and there's a couple other favorites in the race. So betting it's a place might be a good wager. 
So looking here, there's there's a book every time you go. It's a guide for the race today that has a lot of information about the horses, the owners, the jockeys. It can be overwhelming for a, a newbie to come here and just see pages and pages of things they don't understand. But the betologist can actually explain some of that to you. Tell us some just basics about when you open a book like this, what types of things you're looking for. So when we're talking to beginners about how to read a program, um, obviously, as you just heard, there's a ton of information in there, and it can be pretty overwhelming. So we like to keep it pretty simple um, and give them a couple simple things that they can look for that might help them choose a horse in the race. The first thing I like to tell them to look at is the distance of the race and whether it's on the turf or the main track. And you can find that right up next to the race number in the upper left-hand corner. From there, I like to direct them. There's a stat for every single horse that shows how they've done at the track that they're running at today. So for instance, here at Keeneland, there's a little Keeneland stat that shows you how many times the horse has run at Keeneland, how many times it's won, how many times it's placed, and how many times that it's showed. If you see that a horse has done well at Keeneland, that's a good indication that they like the track here and that they might do well today. Um, the same kind of thing goes for whether the race is on the turf or on the dirt. There's stats for that. So if you look in that upper left-hand corner and you see the race is on the turf, take a look at that turf stat and see how many times they've run on turf, how many times they've won, placed, and showed. Same thing, if they like running on turf and have done well in the past, that's a good indication that they might do well on turf today. What this kind of reminds me of is I'm a baseball fan, and there are advanced stats now where you can find out the left fielder for the Red Sox, what he's hitting in day games against left-handed pitchers, what his different averages are in different situations. They've got that figured out for the horses already. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm here. I'm going to win some big money today. And how I'm going to win some big money is I'm going to use a thing called handicapping. Handicapping is something the bedologist is going to explain, but it's basically, I want to say it's kind of like cheating, but really it's not. So handicapping is pretty much just the process evaluating a field of horses, and it's the process that leads you to picking a horse. So handicapping can truly be as simple as someone picking their favorite name. If that leads you to a winner in a given race, you handicap that race just as good as anyone else. But there's so much information available that you can really delve in to a, you know, a million different stats. You can determine, or you can interpret those stats a million different ways to kind of help give you an edge, um, help you pick a horse that you think is going to win today. So handicapping, it's kind of, it's an art form almost. It's whatever you make it, but it's the process that leads you to choosing a horse in a given race. So Keeneland has a app that you can get on iTunes. It actually has all the information about the bets, the official uh, bets. You can actually bet from home. At the same time, they also have what there's the handicapping that you can find, that they have printed lists. They have about five experts that go through and kind of give you their opinion, and then you can get a feel, if you're a newbie, get a feel for what other people are thinking about the horses, and then you can either jump on the bandwagon or, or as they say, pick the guy with the white pants. <laughs> I love this because, like I said, I felt a little intimidated coming here. I can remember when I turned 21 and I went to play blackjack at a casino and not knowing what I was doing and kind of getting snarky comments from the dealer and laughing from other patrons, and I've never really gone back and played blackjack again. Came here yesterday not knowing what to do, talked to one of the bedologists, got it all figured out. And now our house is up for sale because yeah. the life savings <laughs> is all going to go in today's track race. Number three, reward by blitzing. Come through for me, baby. It's really fun once you kind of figure out 
what to do so you don't make a fool of yourself when you walk up to the window and everything. And it's great to have these vetologists here to tell you about it. Andrew, what are some of the common questions you get or some unusual questions you get from people when they first you know, want to find out about this? Um, so, like I was kind of saying before, uh, what kind of wagers are available, how to read the program, a lot of people like to default to just terms that they've heard. So, a lot of beginners will come in and say, you know, how do I bet a superfecta? A superfecta is one of the most complicated bets that we have here at the racetrack. We don't want beginners betting superfectas. We like to kind of scale it back to that win play show. If they want to get a little riskier. We suggest playing the exacta, which is predicting the order of finish for the top two. We get, we get a lot of comments and questions like that, um, people just pulling horse terms from the limited knowledge that they do have um, and kind of leading with that. So when we hear that, we ask them if they're a beginner, and then we kind of scale it back, and we like to start at step one and keep it pretty simple. We should mention that you can just bet $1 here. There, you, it's not like a $50 minimum or anything like that. A common bet is the $2 bet. That's where they show the payouts. So it's something you can just show up with you know, 20 bucks and spend a whole day playing that out. Or like Jeff, you can spend all of your money on the track, a lot more than 20 bucks. And then, of course, there's bourbon here, too. So you can't go wrong. We're going to be doing some segments of our show here during the races today. And thank you, Andrew, so much for all your information. And we will be sending people here. Again, more information on our hot sheet about Keeneland, the bedologist, where you can get information about Visit Lexington on our website, TravelBrigade.com. Follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade. We will be right back. For the Travel Brigade, tweet them at Travel Brigade. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin. We are here at Keelan in Lexington, Kentucky, talking all about horses, horse racing, and the horse culture here in Lexington, why it's such a great place to visit. Again, we just put our bets down, we talked to the bedologist, and we're ready to go for the first post. One of the things we've referred to during the broadcast is there are a number of horse farms here in the area that will let you come out and tour around. There are even uh, companies that package tours to several horse farms. And what's so neat about the horse farms is they actually, the horses live better than the people here. And they are well taken care of, these horses, even though it is a business. These horses are worth and make millions of dollars for their owners and their corporations that own them. They are treated and respected really well. Going out and seeing how horse farms are done, how they're bred. Oh, here goes the first post. We're going to see how our horses do. We're going to see how our horses do. We're going to take a wheelbarrow up to the window to cash out. That's hopefully how much we're coming back. Stay tuned. We're going to have an interview next with Kentucky Horse Park, which is all about the history of horses here in Kentucky. Yes, there's so much to do at the horse park. We're going to talk all about that. We'll be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. We will be right back. Not sure where to go, what to do, and where to sleep? Up next, hot hotels, unique activities, and top attractions in our destination city. Check it out. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with Jeff Griffin. And I get to say this word again, Kentucky, Lexington. But I just love the way it comes out, Lexington, Kentucky. (laughs) We are in the heart of the horse culture, and we're here at Kentucky Horse Park, which is dedicated to all things horse. 
That's a good way of saying it. They have everything. They have museums. They have horses here. They talk about the horse culture. Everything you want to know and do about horses is here. You know, I've been to the Baseball Hall of Fame up in Cooperstown, and it was really cool. But you know what would have made it even better? If there was a horse there? No, if there had been, like, the actual players in the Hall of Fame there. Like, I could have talked to Reggie Jackson or Johnny Bench or, you know, all my childhood heroes. Here at the Hall of Champions, you actually get to meet the horses I know. Up close, personal. Some big, some big purse horses, I just want yes. to say. A lot of money in those horses. And so here to tell us more about it is Lisa Jackson with Kentucky Horse Park. Thank you for being with us, Lisa. And tell us a little bit about, I was really amazed that you can literally go just, you know, see Cigar right up close. Well, thank you for having me. Um, yes, you can actually go see Cigar up close. You can see a number of thoroughbred horses, standard bred horses, and quarter horse racing horses that are in our Hall of Champions. It's a bit like going to see Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods in the retirement home and getting to see them in person. That's the caliber of the horses that are here at the Hall of Champions. Tell us a little bit about Kentucky Horse Park, why it's so popular, why it's one of the top attractions here when you come to Lexington. The Kentucky Horse Park is a leading attraction in the Central Kentucky area, certainly because of the appeal of horses. People come to Kentucky to find out what this magic is that they've heard so much about, this magic, this little bit of something about uh, the relationship between horses and people and the horses here at the in Kentucky and, and in the bluegrass. And this is really one of the few places that you can come and experience that and get close to horses and, um, and take home a little bit of that magic with you. One of the things I really enjoyed was how we were able to get up close and sort of interact with the horses and be reminded of how many different breeds there are throughout the world, how many different things horses have been used for. And tell us a little bit about the Horses of the World show. The Horses of the World show is one of uh, several shows that we have here at the park, and this one introduces our guests to literally Horses of the World, a number of different breeds that we have on the park. We have close to three dozen different breeds of horses here at the park in our different areas, and the Horses of the World show introduces guests to some of the breeds that they're familiar with from thoroughbreds or quarter horses or saddlebreds, and some of the very unique breeds that you can only find here at the Kentucky Horse Park, such as the Occulty K from the from Asia. Also, the Marwari horse from India. There are only 10 of those horses in the entire United States, and we have four here at the Kentucky Horse Park. So it's very exciting for guests to be able to come and watch that show and see horses and riders in costume that is appropriate to the breed and, and get to see the musical presentation and hear the announcer talk about the breeds of horse. It's pretty exciting. Some of these horses are so well taken care of. We were walking around. I was watching how many people are handling them, taking care of them, blow drying their hair. I thought, this is really not a bad life. It's such a great place. It's one of the places that the Budweiser Clydesdales come and vacation once a year. Tell us a little bit about somebody coming to the park and maybe what highlights throughout the day so that they can plan their day here at the park. There's really so much for visitors to be able to see and do that they can actually see the Hall of Champions show, the Horses of the World show. In the middle of the summer, we have a Mare and Foal show where visitors can get to see the Mares and Foals up close. We have, of course, the International Museum of the Horse we haven't talked about yet the American Saddlebred Museum and, and another museum. We have the horse-drawn trolley tour, my favorite, where the guests get to get on a trolley and get to be pulled by their, our draft horses and hear the clip-clopping of the horse's hooves. And um, there are a number of other things that people can do in addition to seeing actual live horse shows throughout the year with more than 200 special events and horse shows going on. Um, there's just so much to see and do that we actually have instituted a next-day free ticket so visitors can come out and spend uh, two whole days visiting and getting to know the horses. We noticed there's a kids' area, interactive things for kids to do, braiding manes, 
brushing tails, things like that. And then there's even an area where on certain days you can arrange pony rides and things. Absolutely. The park is very family friendly. And so we cater to families in the 12 and under crowd. And we actually have one of our attractions, which is called the Kids Barn, which is full of all kinds of hands-on activities, everything from playing with uh, briar model horses and brushing tails and braiding manes and a number of other attractions. And yes, we do have pony rides. Our, our kids can get on and get to ride a pony and experience that and equine themed playgrounds and a number of other attractions, all for the kids and for families. Lisa, thank you so much for spending time with us today. We've had a great time here at the park. We're actually going to come back because there's so much to do here. We're having a great time here in Lexington. We're so excited about all the things we're doing here today. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade or check out our website, TravelBrigade.com. We'll be right back. Questions or comments for the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host Jeff Griffin. We are in Lexington, Kentucky here at Keeneland Racetracks, and I'm going to say my horse belief system came through on my bet. I had horse number five belief system to show. Your belief system was correct on belief system? That is true. I do believe in the holy belief system now. We just got done talking with Kentucky Horse Park, and it was such a beautiful place, all the green rolling hills, and there's all this beautiful outdoor nature here beyond just the horse farms and the horse parks. We went out to Shaker Village. This whole area is so beautiful. The rolling hills, like Jeff said, it just kind of brought us back when we went to Shaker Village to sort of like the tranquil lifestyle that's out here in this area. As we're going to hear in our upcoming interview, Shaker Village was an actual Shaker farm and commune during the 19th, early 20th century. Uh, Then it was closed, and then in the late 20th century, they built it into sort of a historic park. It's got a really neat history behind it. It's very beautiful and a very peaceful place to be. We're going to hear more about that in our next interview coming up. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Check us out on our website, TravelBrigade.com, or follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade. We'll be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. As you know, we are here in Lexington, Kentucky, enjoying our southern hospitality everywhere we go. We are at beautiful Shaker Village in Pleasant Hill. Just had a wonderful breakfast. And this is one of those places where you come and you just take a deep breath and relax. It's so quiet and peaceful here. When we got here yesterday afternoon, I could just feel myself slowing down. We're talking with David Larson of Shaker Village. So, David, tell us a little bit about what Shaker Village is. Shaker Village is a collection of buildings that were left behind by the communal society who lived here all during the 19th century and into the 20th century. They were an amazing group of people. The Shakers actually were a sect that began in England in the 18th century, and this was one of the farthest Western American villages. The Shakers who lived here, there were 850 people at their height in the community. They flourished until after the Civil War, and the community 
city lasted until 1912 when it was disbanded. The last Shaker living died in 1923, and after that period, for about 50 years, this beautiful place sat vacant. Well, now it's not vacant. It's a beautiful bed and breakfast, restaurants, or activities to do to, during the day, as well as a museum to learn about all the Shaker life. So tell us a little bit about a typical day when you come here to Shaker Village, what you can expect, what options you have as far as dining and accommodations, and maybe some of the top activities that you would do while you were here, here at the village. There's so many things for so many different people here at Shaker Village at Pleasant Hill. You know, we've got 3,000 acres here. I always suggest people start their visit with an introduction to the Shakers by visiting our historical areas, the Center Family Dwelling and our, our Meeting House, where we tell the story of the Shakers and of those people who lived here. And even though the Shakers are gone, their spirit survives here, and it it permeates everything that we do. And so we ask you to learn something about the Shakers and then take forth that spirit and enjoy the rest of your day here in the present times. There's so many things to do. We've got 38 miles of of hiking and equestrian trails here. We have 1,000 acres of warm-season native grasses, which have made us have perhaps one of the best wildlife habitats in the southeastern United States. We've got 25 miles of dry laid stone fences here that that make this a beautiful area. That's more stone fences than any place else in the United States. So there's lots of opportunity for reflection and for exercise and for communing with nature here, for learning about birds, for watching deer. We also have a landing on the Kentucky River. We have a a paddle boat, the Dixie Bell. You can take an hour-long cruise through the Palace of the Kentucky River. It's really wonderful. We have 73 guest rooms in 13 different historic buildings. We have a wonderful dining room in the trustee's office, which is an 1839 structure. The Shakers built, and this is the building where they would have conducted business with what they called the world. The world would comprise of everybody that wasn't in Shaker Village, and they, they welcomed everybody. So we we have, we are open 363 days of the year. We serve three meals a day. Speaking of those meals, we ate last night, and it was kind of an interesting experience. It's very communal in the sense that, you know, there's things that are passed to the whole table and there's even a couple of traditional shaker menu items that are still on the menu. Tell us a little bit about that. Curiously, we, we have journals that the shakers left us here at Pleasant Hill, and they record all the things they grew, but we don't really know exactly what they ate in their meals. We don't have their recipes. So we've we've used recipes that have been left behind in other Shaker communities. And then we've just kind of come up with our own Pleasant Hill style of dining, and that is very welcoming. We serve the best food we can possibly get, and we do as little to it as we possibly can. We have a three-acre vegetable garden here that's organic, and it has produced an unbelievably bountiful crop this year. And I know if you were here last night, you had roasted beets with fresh ginger and roasted shallots. You had a Swiss chard casserole. You had new potatoes. All those things came from our garden. And right now we're also enjoying all the lettuce that's coming in. We're harvesting about 100 heads a day. And that's great because it's more than the restaurant can use. And we're able to pass it along to all our employees. I have to say, if you come here, you have to try the lemon pie, which is 
is from a traditional shaker recipe where they used the whole lemon, including the rind. It was one of those things where you've never had anything like it before. What would happen to you if you tried to change that? Would they just take you out front and stone you or something like that? Well, change does not come easily to this place at all. And that I'm smart enough not to ever try and change the lemon pie recipe. That is, that is a traditional shaker recipe, and that's a recipe that the shakers at Pleasant Hill would have enjoyed as well. Lemons were probably a fairly exotic commodity during their time, but they did lots of trading down the Kentucky River to the Mississippi to New Orleans. So they had, along with all the fruit they grew, citrus tr- fruit, and I'm sure that the shaker lemon pie was something they enjoyed on lots of special occasions. We're really known for it. I don't think I would ever try to do anything to that recipe. As David mentioned, you can have a full day of activities while you're here at Shaker Village. There's dining, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. There's activities during the day. We enjoyed, or should I say, our credit card enjoyed the craft shop while we were here. One of the things that we talked about is that these old village buildings have been converted into a bed and breakfast or a hotel. So you can actually stay here and get this sort of experience here for a weekend as well. And there are actually several different options. You could even get a whole sort of house to yourself for a large family or a group? You can start your own shaker community. You can certainly do that. And, you know, we have people that return time and time and time again. There's something so special about this place. I believe you'd say that we have an incredible spirit of harmony and order here. As our president, Maynard Crossland, likes to say, we can't really define what it is we've got, but we're happy to share it with you. And Shaker Village is just about 30 minutes outside of downtown Lexington. It's a quick trip. You can do it overnight, come during the day. There's so much to do here. We'll put more information on our hot sheet. David, thank you so much for spending time with us today. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade or check out our website, travelbrigade.com. We'll be right back. always agree, but they always seem to have their reasons. Next up, Travel Brigade's countdown of their favorites from this week's show on He Said, She Said. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with Jeff Griffin in the rolling hills of Lexington, Kentucky. We are here at the Keeneland Racetrack. We're enjoying our day at the track, having such a great time with sharing all this stuff with our listeners about horses, the horse culture, racing. But it's now our time to share with you our top for this week's episode. It's time for He Said, She Said, and She Said Goes First. Well, here being in the outdoors here in Lexington, I have to say it is breathtakingly beautiful and spacious. The rolling hills, the bluegrass, the white fences. I have to say that's my number three. It's just the absolute view. Of course, the homes that go on these and the horses that are roaming around at the same time are also beautiful, but it is really picturesque. Speaking of picturesque, my number three is Shaker Village at Pleasant Hill. It was you know, a beautiful place to just sit back and relax. Feel yourself breathe, feel yourself get time to think. I was going to say, you felt like you were back in time. Yeah, it really does kind of wind you back to the era of a simpler time. I loved our stay there. My number two is being here in Keeneland. It's been such a fun experience from learning how to bet to 
watching races for the first time, but I have to say the one thing that really sticks out to me anytime we travel is kind of being around the culture, the local culture, and just watching people here together as friends. We've seen people have parties here, people tailgating in the parking lot. It's it's amazing, the whole culture of Keeneland, and just, you know, there's so many people that are excited about the races when they're here in town. It really literally takes the whole city is sort of mesmerized by this whole experience, and now I see why, and I absolutely love it. Speaking of the character of the place, what contributes to it here at the Keeneland Racetrack is the Keeneland Breeze. Oh, yes. Jeff's had a few. And that's my number two. It, of course, starts with Kentucky bourbon, some orange liqueur, a slice of orange, and then you top it off with some ginger ale. It is delicious. The bourbon flavor comes through. Can't say enough good things about it. No, and you can't drink enough of them either. Uh, My number one is... I'm just going to say those thoroughbred horses are the most amazing specimens I have ever seen. I've seen horses, uh, you know, all my life, uh, horses that are riding horses or jumping horses, but these thoroughbreds are just, I don't know how to explain it except for like the rockets and their legs. They are lean, they are tall, and they are sleek, and they are just amazingly attractive animals. It's no wonder that they are so, you know, so well-treated. And they really are like little rock stars here. It was really amazing. We were able to stand down by the winner's circle and see them come down the home stretch. And when you see them up that close, you see what amazing athletes they are and how fast they're traveling and how strong and everything like that. And that kind of takes me to my number one, horses coming down the stretch when you've got a bet on them. It's exciting. Everyone's yeah. screaming, everyone's yelling, and it's just, it's really, I agree with you, it's just exciting to be here. And the whole experience has been amazing. It's so worth coming to. Before I had known people and talked to people who were into, you know, going to the horse track and betting on the horses, and it was one of those things where I thought, oh, that sounds fun, but I didn't really know about it until I was able to come do it and it is really fun even when you've just got two dollars bet on a horse uh, when they're coming down the stretch there you're really you know cheering and hoping they'll come through and and everything like that or betting what I did which I'm not really going to tell you right now but we could possibly not have our return tickets home I'm just going to (laughs) say well then Fiddler Blue at 12 to 1 better come through in this next race for us (laughs) that's right we may be stuck in Lexington forever. And, you know, that really wouldn't be a bad thing. There's so much to do here. We haven't even talked about food or bourbon. And so we're doing a whole entire episode on those two things here in Lexington. So stay tuned for that show coming up in a couple of weeks. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Join us next week for another exciting destination with Travel Brigade. In the meantime, remember, there are two stages in life. You're either on a trip or you're planning your next trip. Whatever stage you're in, join us next week. Enjoy the trip, and we'll see you next week. You have been listening to Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin on Travel Brigade. Connect with them on Facebook, Twitter, and at TravelBrigade.com.